Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the EJ. Today we're going to talk about a weekend that we all spent together, myself, Dr. Jason, Dr. Brandon, at the IFA conference, which is one of the biggest franchise conferences, I believe, in the world. Uh, some of our takeaways, things we noticed, things we learned, things we learned not to do, and um, yeah, so hopefully you can learn something from it as well. Here we go. Got it. Got it. Got All it, right. got it good. All right, everybody, welcome back to the EJ. We got some stuff to talk about today. Who's with me today? Who I got? Dr. B in the house. There he is. And? And Chelsea here. And uh, Chelsea here. CeeLo. Colorado. Colorado CeeLo. Uh, and myself. And so uh, today, we just got back from a, uh, what do you call it, conference, seminar, yeah, I guess they'll sound boring, but yeah. an experience. Anyway, we took we took some of the leadership team here at Inc. down to the IFA, the International Franchise Association's annual convention. How exciting does that just sound? With the <laughs> and so we took the whole team down there. And, you know, there's 5,000 people or so that are there to learn and discuss and teach and mentor and some people learning shit, you know, you name it. So, you know, we want to break down because we went to a lot of different, they have guest speakers. I mean, we heard Shaq was there and we heard Shaq speak and there's, you know, companies that have multi, multi hundreds of millions of dollars uh, coming in. Some that are considering franchising their model and brand new. So fly girl, fly girl was there. I didn't see the fly girl. Fly girl, she's the first African American woman fighter pilot. Okay. She was incredible. She had her energy level and just what she did. Yeah, you guys about. said she was good. So, so anyway, but I mean, within that, right, between these little roundtables and, and we all went to different classes and lectures, there's hundreds and hundreds of different uh, options to go to, to, to listen to everything that's franchised, which is cool for us because we deal with it all day long. And it's kind of nice to see what other people are doing. But even within that, Boy, it's pretty evident of what companies are kicking ass, which ones you're like, they're not going to make it, um, what speakers were interesting, what things resonated. The vendor booth probably has 300 different companies. Um, I mean, there's booths there that are probably a quarter of a million dollars. I mean, some of those things are- <laughs> Yeah, they're like two fucking, stories tall. Yeah, they and like, houses. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, there's electric and music and lights and all kinds of shit. So, uh, so anyway, let's just slowly break down. This could take 10 minutes. It could take a half hour. We'll see. But I mean, what were some of your take-home points, good and bad, from some of the people that you listened to and visited? Um, I was thinking back to, what was the first day? Sunday, right? Sunday morning? Sunday was when the, it started, like the general session. Okay, yeah. it might have been my second day. It yeah. doesn't matter. One of my first sessions, I was in with a group, and there's a panel of, of three gentlemen up, up front, all very successful multi-unit franchises, hundreds of locations. Um, and they got talking about some of the numbers that their franchisees need to know. And many of them weren't aware of certain things and didn't know certain things because they didn't share P&Ls, profit and loss sheet, right, for right. you entrepreneurs out there. Um, th their franchisees didn't, they weren't required to do that or didn't even know how to do that or aware of doing that. And it just blew my mind. I'm like, how, how do they not share or discuss or talk in detail about P&Ls? I guess it's something we do, you know, quarterly, let alone monthly with some of the new clinics. 
And it blew my mind as, as to why that wasn't occurring. And the reasons they said, they, they were saying it, it's hard to do and we can't, we can't make them do that. There's right. no way they would do that. And we're like, what? Well, the funny thing is too about this, because yeah, I mean, it, it shocks us because we spend so much time, effort, resource, money, everything with, with all of the offices, understanding their numbers and more importantly, them understanding their numbers, Yeah, what to improve on. But, and so when you don't take the P&Ls, you can't understand profitability of your offices. So then they report those numbers when they try to sell these franchises. And what they do is put a little asterisk and say, these are based upon P&Ls that we received, right? And they may receive 10% of their companies. Well, guess who's going to send their P&Ls in? Yeah. Right? The people that are actually <laughs> proud of their P&Ls. Yeah. The people that are getting their ass kicked aren't going to send them in. Either they don't understand it or they don't want people to see it. And so you, you got to be careful when you're buying a franchise or when you're doing anything to make sure, and in our world, it's called item 19, right? Item 19 is a representation of what offices make, what, what your franchisees make. Uh, that includes profitability. So if you're not getting P&Ls, how in the fuck do you know what is coming in profit-wise? Yeah, that was shocking. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I just sat, I was just sitting here with a, a doctor and a business owner a few minutes ago, actually, and I was talking to him about our tribe and how people go over their numbers. And he's like, he's like, you know, I do that on my own. But if early on, I would have known that I, in three months, I was going to have to show all this. He's like the amount of drive and motivation that gives you, like just to stand up and present your numbers and know that other people are going to be looking at them because three months can turn to six months, can turn to nine months of shitty months. And when you're not checking in and have, you don't have that accountability, like, and he was just like, I love that you guys do that. Like, I think that's so awesome. So in our group, they're like, well, how do you get them to share that info? Like how I'm like, I don't get them to do it like they want to submit right. it they want to see where do i rank where do i stand what am i weak on what where could i save money if i do need to where where could we improve upon and do, so it's not how do i categorize this how do i pay taxes yeah, how do i list yeah. this how do i you know it's so important so it's not pulling that. teeth to get it like they couldn't wait to send it to us so right. we could analyze it for them and help them well and to your point too charles i mean accountability is i mean it's massive right i mean it's it's like if, if, when you know people are going to see what you're saying and then even fast forward, when they see what you're saying, then they listen to what you're saying is going to happen next time. Like it changes how you show up next. It changes how you go back into the office. Yeah, and if you sure. got your ass kicked and had a rough presentation and then made some promises on goals and things you're going to do, and you know in three short months you're going to be doing that again, I mean, it changes how you go. And if it doesn't, then you're probably not an entrepreneur, honestly. I mean, that, that's going to be a massive accountability um, and not only that, talk about like, uh, you know, KPIs, right? Your, your, your key performance indicators, your numbers that you measure. In our world, we have many, right? So we measure all kinds of conversion ratios and lead conversion ratios. Price per visit, price cost per visit. Per visit. NPs and, and you name it. But I mean, people that don't have those, right? State and practice, all that type of stuff. Like then, then you don't know how to measure your, your business. So you need a scorecard. Uh, mm -hmm. In school, it's great, right? That's the ultimate scorecard of like, yeah, you may get it. You may understand it. Maybe this way. But I mean, this is really, did you spit it back out that you have the knowledge? In our world, it's numbers. In business, it's numbers. In the stock market, it's numbers. Are you making money? Uh, you know, and, and, and are you enjoying that journey is certainly important. But when it really boils down to it, profitability is king and you got to know what those KPIs are. Those KPIs also show you the pros and cons. So not just the cons of like, where do you suck at? I mean, that certainly those are going to be very relevant when you put those numbers up in front of other people and compare them. But a lot of times, and you've seen this, Jason, in our tribes, 
we'll, we'll have doctors that are down on themselves or saying like, gosh, I just, I don't know. I suck. And we're like, actually, wait a minute. Like look at your conversion percentage. It increased 22% from your last quarter. That's a great conversion percentage. I see that your, your profitability is not quite where you want it just yet, but you're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. So it really allows them to not just feel how the business is going, but actually know their numbers and understand what the exact science of it. So. Well, not only that too. So, so many people too will say, I know they say what you, they think you want to hear. Right, so they'll right. say, oh, I got to get my conversions back. I got to do a better uh, report of findings and empowerment session and all this. I got to sit down and it's like, no, actually your numbers are spot on there. You just need more opportunities. More new right? For you, it's yeah. simply a new patient problem. Uh, and so it, it's an easier fix. That may just be spend 2000 more with your lead generation company. So if you don't know, and that was my next point, like not only have the KPIs, know what they represent. Is this a day one problem, a day two, a day three, an education, a front desk, a doctor. Marketing. Well, yeah. Marketing in the restaurant business. Is it a front of house? Is it a back house? Is it a cost control? Is it a, you know, there's so many different things that if you know what they mean, it takes the guesswork out of business. And so you can look at your monthly P&L or your quarterly or annual, and you can circle a few numbers, calculate some numbers, your KPIs, and then you say, okay, this represents a weakness here. And that's really what our group does at Tribe when we present numbers is we show people where their weaknesses are, they can see what other offices are doing, and then most importantly, how to fix that. Is it staffing? Is it systems? Is it motivation there's a lot of different shit that can go into play so yeah kpi is a great point huge huge take home if you don't have them in your business and if you do have them in your business and you don't pay attention to them then you're missing what it's all about because that that's business 101 201 301 and 401. So I guess that's just one thing I took away from the track. This The conference we were at was really set up in a cool way where there's different tracks based on what your role was in our company, whether it was marketing or sales or, or divisions or, or whatever it was. So that was just one I happened to catch out of my track um, of, of how important P&Ls are. And I think we do a great job of that, but others seem to think that was a, a brand new concept. But Chelsea, yeah. what track were you on that I maybe wasn't in? I know you had a lot of things with recruitment and and different things on doctor acquisition. Um, what, what were something track that you noticed or um, one of the panels that you were at? Thanks for asking, Brandon. I was just about to tell you anyways. All right. <laughs> so glad you called on me. It was like the one time in class. I'm like, pick me, pick me. Mm. Just kidding. No, one of the things that I was actually just looking at all, a lot of the notes that I took and kind of deciding which stuff I wanted to share, but are you doing sound effects Sorry, I while yawning. I talk? Yes. In fact, I was <laughs> um, a little so it was during one of the, yeah, like the hiring, like the recruitment portion and everyone struggles with this right now. We've talked about it probably on like six out of our last 10 episodes is like the struggle of hiring and keeping a good team, firing a bad team and all of that. But one thing that I've heard, they were throwing out a bunch of different stats. And one of the, um, the top two reasons people leave a company is if they have toxic leadership or a toxic coworker. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And we've talked about it a lot, like the cancers of your practice or of your business, like getting rid of them, not waiting, all that stuff. But I just feel like it was a good reminder of like, as a leader being, you know, not, I mean, I don't know like how bad it can be when, if it's called toxic, but just like not leading well. And I know a lot of people that listen to our podcast are the leaders of their business. And so I think that's important to just find out how to be a better leader and, and work on it constantly. Cause that's. Uh, number one reason why people leave a company, which is pretty crazy, I thought. 
Well, in drama in general, right? I mean, people yeah. don't want it's, I mean, to me, toxic means you come to work and dread it. Yeah. And so whether the person is mean to you or rude to you or bad leadership, or it's just constant bickering or rumors or whatever, you know, people don't want to work in that environment. Eventually it just exhausts you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that money always has a certain amount to do, but I mean, study after study have shown that's not why people leave their job as, as finances usually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's certainly, like I said, it plays a role, but if people love coming in, I think, you know, our company, we've created a culture, um, turnover is minimal, uh, if barely at all. We have, I mean, the same group that we've kind of started with and just, we just add to it. It seems like every month or so, but all in all, we have the same group, you know what, but I mean, we love working together. We love going to events together. We have a great time, whether we're out, uh, you know, it, partying and having dinner and different things like that and when we know it's time to get to work we can get riding to work scooters. Like no other. So, riding scooters that's fun for most of us except for one that comes to mind but, <laughs> but we we'll, that's a story, story for another day but where's your sound uh, effects now brandon yeah i gotta get one to wipe out one huh so. <laughs> oh, something like that but um ah, my tahin. he was behind me so i could kind of do the uh <laughs> my tahin. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I think that one thing I took home, and this is of no surprise to people, but when you see it play out in real time, with because I mean, there's everything there, guys. I mean, so it's there's little little kid pool companies to every restaurant chain to every gym chain to every motor automotive, you know, teaching, you name it. And so it's you're comparing business to business, right? It's not like you're comparing even your world. Um, so it's very interesting to see, and they'll have a panel of what they call experts. And these are people that are maybe been at their job for a while, but even amongst those experts that are talking up there, the difference between the people that are just like badasses at what they do and how organized and dialed in they are versus the same people that are next to them, maybe in a different company that you can tell just, you know, they're, they're successful, but not at the level of like this person. And the best example I can give is there's, there's a, it was a marketing fund, uh, how to best spend your marketing fund dollars type thing. And so there's directors of marketing that were up there. And one girl stood out to such a level that people were just like writing her stuff down, writing her ideas down. She was passionate. She was so organized. She was motivated. She, the stuff that she produced that she shared with everybody was incredible. And so I think that you need to see, am I the, am I the, like the, the badass of my group? Am I the number one? Is stuff coming off of my desk better than everybody else's creative, uh, outworking people, everything. And she had all of that. So I think it's just mind boggling to see the comparison between some companies that are just doing it at a high level and then why they're so successful and others that are like, well, you know, COVID killed us and the franchises just aren't selling and people don't want to spend money. And then, you know, they're saying all that. And on the other hand, right next to them is someone saying like, holy shit, we can't even keep up with sales. We're hiring like crazy. Um, You know, and I think we're one of those companies. I mean, we ended up, uh, and we can get into the round tables in a minute, but I mean, a lot of us ended up sharing and teaching things that we're doing uh, with other office, other companies, and they're just like, holy shit, that is amazing. So I think just seeing the difference between leaders, go-getters, and, and people that are failing is 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 drastic. I, I was thinking of the roundtables as you said that, that that showed up just like that. So the, the, the roundtables, I guess we'll explain what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the last day of the conference, there's a room called the roundtable room. And this massive 
uh, um, hotel room or a conference room that they had is filled with, what would you guys say? A couple hundred tables, probably at least. Yeah, I think there's probably 100, 150 tables to choose from. Yeah, little little tables, all eight to 10 people. Each table is numbered and it has a, a title or a category of what that discussion is going to take place upon. And it's a 45 minute discussion. So it's kind of like, I don't have the sound effect for that, but I just did it. Um, everyone off it. to the table that you want to sit down at and you just uh, jump in and your 45 minute discussion on, on the topic that's on the board. Um, some tables that we sat down at, all of us are at individual tables. We organically became the leader of that table as the discussion started happening. It just flowed everything from us, whether that was Chelsea or Jason or myself. Other tables we sat at was a group discussion and there was a lot of value, but I think we were all surprised at the end of that session of like, I just, I just led that table yeah. for the last 45 minutes. That's not what the intent was, but it kind of just naturally happened. Well, and, and these, I mean, I think one, we did a good job of getting out of our comfort zone um, and everyone going to a different table because what some companies do is two or three people just shuffle together because there's safety in that. And we're like, fuck that. Let's all go to different tables. I mean, it, yeah. as the tables are everything from opening a franchise to avoiding legal pitfalls to your marketing fund to uh, international expansion and your 500th unit. I mean, they're everything, right? And so you pick ones that, that relate to something you're going through as best as possible. And then a, a table leader kind of says, hey, here's what we're talking about. They try to initiate dialogue. They have enough expertise to lead it if they need to, but they try not to. And everyone has a chance to kind of say, well, here's what we do. Here's what we do. And there was moments where everyone just turned their chairs towards me talking and were just like, holy shit. Like, I mean, tell me more. How do you right. do that? What do they say? Pen to paper and they're yes. writing as fast as they can. Uh, yeah. And so many people have even followed up after just saying, hey, I, I was at your table. I'd like to know more, blah, blah, blah. To the point where you're like, hey, I don't know if I have the time to, to teach everyone this stuff. But, um, but it's amazing to see. So sometimes you'll learn. Other times you learn in the form of confirmation that what you're doing is really good. And to hear yourself leading that table and our teams leading their table, I think is really impactful in, in a lot of ways. Even if you don't pick something up, you learn a lot teaching it and kind of leading other people through it. Another highlight for me, and I think you guys enjoyed it too, is just seeing Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, right? So he's, he's, he's out there. We know him as the 15-time NBA All-Star and everything he did on the hardwood. But then when he gets in front of you as a businessman, he's very intelligent, very funny, uh, very charismatic to see on stage beyond his massive presence as a human being. Mm -hmm. um, they brought out this like, like two seater uh, love seat couch. And as he sits down, he's like, you know, my, just to let you guys know, my ass isn't quite that big. I don't need that big of a chair. It was a really <laughs> very funny moment. He said what Charles Barkley's is. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Barkley. <laughs> oh, terrible. Uh, but it was cool to see his humbleness, his gratefulness. It reminded me of that. I know we talk a lot about that on here. But he talks about how he surrounds himself with people that are smarter than him. He is very um, big on giving back to his community, to the different Shaka Claws and different events that he started over his over his business time. Um, I just found it very very unique to see how thankful and grateful he was as a you know celebrity, really. So. Just for everyone out there listening to, he uh, did say he is where he's at today because of his mom and his grandmother. So That's true. true. Shout That's out awesome. to all the shout out to all the moms. I was actually going to say that, that, I mean, he also went through several things that people had said to him and it was his mom his and his father also yeah. um, had said something that kind of shaped the way who he is. Um, he told the one story about how he, you know, cause he's notorious for saying I'm rich. My kids aren't rich. They're, they're broke. Yeah. Right. And so he mentioned that, but that all came from a, a multi-billionaire uh, pro sports team owner 
who had his kid who was guaranteed 500 million, I think was in his trust fund mm -hmm. once he graduated from college. And he had the kid cleaning up, uh, you know, the locker room, cleaning up jocks and different things like that. And when Shaq was like, hey, man, well, what's your kid cleaning up jocks for? Like, what's the story there? And the owner was like, that's, he's going to earn his keep. He's going to start at the bottom. He's not yeah. worth a penny right now. Uh, and he'll earn every bit that he gets. And, you know, that's how people, you know, the hunger you have from growing up, maybe that's another show for another time, because it's tough as hell when you're successful raising kids to have that same hunger. I think mm -hmm. it's something that people struggle with when you have that hunger and you don't have it. Cause you always hear these stories of people that came from nothing and just like, we're just go getters. And like, they have these amazing stories. And so, but I thought that was a really cool message that he had. And I think that's such a cool part of who he is, is he's very humble mm -hmm. and being worth hundreds of millions of dollars that he is. And, you know, he's a celebrity and he says, I, I'm no longer a celebrity. I don't like celebrity. So yeah. He, he denounced himself yeah, celebrity denounced status. <laughs> so yeah, he was a, he was a cool uh, keynote speaker and just uh, super, super enjoyable to, to listen to. So what else? Other take-homes? There's there's a lot. It was, I mean, it was awesome just like getting to network with people and see how they promote themselves. And like you said, in the, I don't know what, what it was called, the vendor room or whatever, but yeah. uh, just talking to businesses that we already work with and just watching them like, you know, reaffirm that relationship we have with them and talk about things we're not using with them yet. And we could be. And then also um, having conversations with companies that we're not using and watching them try to like get our business. I think it's yeah. always interesting just to see what types of, you know, tactics people use and, yep. and if they just want to educate you and then, you know, empower you to choose their company or if they're just like pushing everything on you, you know, I think Chelsea most enjoyed the going to an event that she wasn't hosting. Yeah, so you didn't have to worry about <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, we all, we all did. But. I'm cold. I'm hot. Can you turn it up? Can you turn it down? So need some audio video. I, think that, I mean, that, that's, a, a, I didn't even think of that Chelsea, but it's a good point. I mean, like just getting out and networking with mm -hmm. people in your world uh, is huge. And so a lot of times it was people we used, they had nothing they could sell us because we were already using their services, but us putting a face to a name and, and then having a chance to say thank you, or us having a chance to say thank you. Mm -hmm. um, it's just amazing, right? To have those conversations face to face in a world where we're texting and calling and emailing and things like that to sit down, maybe even in some cases, share a drink with somebody, swap ideas. We reconnected with people we had seen a couple of years ago with that. Um, people, fairly significant players, uh, investors and different things like that. It's huge to reconnect with them. You never know what role people are going to play uh, in your vision as you grow your vision and things like that. And also, I mean, like, you know, the one that comes to mind for me is um, we're always looking for big players to come in, especially now with the amount of hits and different things that we have on our webpage. You know, we're constantly looking at companies that do that at a super high level for, for massive uh, companies like ours is turning into. And there's one, and I think it's probably the nicest booth in the entire franchise. And they're, they're known. They threw probably the biggest party by themselves. You know, they spent probably a quarter million on a party for everybody. What was that? Didn't work. Oh, there's supposed to be a sound effect that was going to come out. Look at that. There it is. So, so much more impactful. <laughs> um, and so, but we, we were like, you know what? Vanessa and I were like, let's go talk to them a little bit. Let's see what, what their thoughts are on our, on our web presence and things like that. And to some extent, maybe even discuss a partnership with them. And when we walked in, right, their booth is like set up like a multi-room house. So you walk into the front part of it and no one's there. But we can hear there's some stuff going on in the back area where they have kind of a living room, meeting room set up for people 
potential clients and whatnot. So we peek back there and there's three people just sitting on the couch, like they're taking a nap on a Sunday afternoon watching football. And we're like, are you guys open? And the girl's like, we're always open. And then she like gets up and we're like, oh, we have some questions on. She's like, oh, that's not me. That's, I don't remember her name, Kimberly on the couch. She's with somebody right now, but she can help you probably after. And she's like in this, she's literally laying down on the couch, talking to a different person that was also walking in about the same time we are with just, I don't give a fuck written all over her face. And Vanessa and I are like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just come back later, knowing that we of course never will. Uh, it just shows you, man, the people that represent you in that first impression is significant because I mean, this is $10,000, $15,000, or $20,000 a month, 40 in some cases to hire some of these companies on. These are massive contracts that you're missing out on. So no matter what you do, your team represents you and you represent you. So realize that, you know, you, you don't have these multiple chances to make that first impression. And sometimes you need to see stuff like that to be like, holy shit, I cannot believe that owner had that person representing them and they would probably be horrified to know that. I can't believe that story. And when you guys told me down there, I was, I was like, geez. I know, because it, it was rough. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that booth looked like when you walked in, you'd be like served a, their signature cocktail and like, yeah, yeah. taken to like the, the boardroom or something, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to close for a couple hours and give people a break, then just make sure you say, hey, we're closed. We're taking a break. Right. But don't, don't just be, you know, have your people on. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, because you, you, that's what you're there for. Like you're there for three days to, to meet with clients and, and to, to rock and roll. So, yeah. Uh, so that was kind of a take home for me. That was kind of funny. I get it. There's, you know, service is not that great in a lot of different places. So it's not like that's unheard of, but from the biggest company at that place, it was kind of shocking to see like, wow, that sucks. So, uh, yeah. all right. Take home points from your uh, IFA. What'd you put to work on Monday when you got back? Um, Actually, I'm doing some stuff really close up with mapping. That's kind of boring to talk about, but that's what I put to, to work. I'll, Ooh, I'll share. Yeah, wow. I was just about to say, where are the sound effects? I'll on share that, that later when, once I get it. Uh, <laughs> all that that's a good one. I didn't even have to use the phone. But, um, no, what I was going to say is, and I said it to you guys the day we got back, is um, I thanked you and Vanessa for investing in the team, um, investing in us, uh, continuing to grow. So I, I would encourage that on here. Don't forget to invest in your teams as far mm -hmm. as their education, their growth, their training, not just internally, but sometimes something like this outside of the box, something completely different. Because I think as we all got back, we, we certainly were just on fire with different ideas and, and things we were excited about from the conference itself. So don't forget to invest in your team. I like it. Good point. Yeah, I think too, like for me, one of the takeaways was like, I might not have learned like a lot of better ways to do things, um, but I think just different ways. I love just hearing what other people are doing because it just gets my like gears turning in ways I could do it differently or do it better or more efficient. So looking at like the sales process a little bit, um, I have like ideas on restructuring things and just making it more efficient. So I think just be open to stuff, even if you're learning from someone who's not as experienced as you. Yeah, I, I think that I was reminded of a concept that I know is important that I kind of had maybe forgotten about a little bit. And that is, um, you can't do things the same way you did to get to where you are now to get to the next level. And so I have so many weekly meetings I've had forever and just, you know, things that are on my schedule and that we do that are helpful and beneficial that I've done forever. And they were great to get us where we are, we're at 127 sold or something, you know, right in there. I don't think they're going to be the same schedule I can keep to get us to 250 sold. And so I think to some level, I have to start to restructure some of these meetings 
delegate these meetings to other people, uh, start to change the, the way these meetings are run if I am in them and the content that we go over to make sure that we're, we're covering things at a higher level, you know, because I mean, there's more people now at play. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I think sometimes just take a look at what your week looks like because I hear I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy all the time. And we're all busy, us three, as much as anybody I know. But you have to start to look at why am I so busy and what do I not have to do? And if there's stuff that you can eliminate to allow you to do other stuff that's going to provide you a better chance to achieve, then you need to take a look at that. So just take a look at your schedule and, and see where you have some opportunities to change things around a bit. And uh, I think that's important. Uh, the other thing I thought that I thought I've, I think we're good at, I, I don't ever want to lose this, is I think that um, we are the company that's making moves. We are the company that people listen to. We are the company coming up with content that's creative, and I don't ever want to lose that. And so I don't want to uh, treat that as like, hey, we got it made because other people are hungrier. They'll, they'll catch you. But right now, I feel like we're hungry and we're, and we're doing good. So I thought that was a good take home for me to be like, man, we are kicking ass, but we got to get hungrier. We got to bring on some new ideas and do things even cooler. So um, mm -hmm. it was a great show. I, I thought it was fantastic. And I hope you guys um, have a chance to, to, you know, to do something in your industry as well. We get together four times a year as a company. And we do our tribes and that's what it's all about. You get motivated, uh, you connect, you network, you learn, you get held accountable, uh, all the shit we're talking about and it changes our company. And everyone in our company would tell you the same thing. It is an absolute necessity. And to Brandon, to your point, it's absolutely worth the investment. And it is, yeah. it's an investment that the offices have to spend money on annually. It's, it's pricey, but it pays for itself 10 times over for yep. sure. So. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate your time as usual. Uh, please feel free to reach out. Please share the podcast. Let's get others listening to this. Let's get this message out to people because we got uh, amazing things for people to hear. And I think we have some, um, some listeners out there that are making waves. So we appreciate your time. Let us know if you have ideas, questions, topics, or disagreements. We're happy to cover those. And as usual, we appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you next time from the EJ. Peace out. Bye.